Welcome to Kyo Living. First, you were a part of it, then it became a part of you. The purpose of this podcast is to share how Kai Omega has continued to enrich our lives even decades following our graduation. This podcast is not connected to the National Organization of Chi Omega in any way, and all of the thoughts and opinions are my own and that of the sisters that I am chatting with. So, welcome sisters. I am Paula Axford, and I am so glad that you joined me. Kyo Living is a podcast for Chi Omegas by Chi Omegas. I will be visiting with sisters from all over the country talking about what led them to Chi Omega and how our beloved sisterhood has continued to enrich their lives over the years. Welcome, sisters, to this episode of Kyo Living. Thank you for joining me, and I am so excited today to be chatting with Jackie Edmondson. Jackie was GKA of her chapter and has served two terms as the Atlanta Alumni Association president, among other roles. Under her leadership, the Atlanta Alumni Association has won two consecutive Chapter of Excellence awards at convention, the 2017 Atlanta Area Panhellenic Association Outstanding Chapter of the Year Award, and the 2018 Georgia Senate Resolutions, honoring Chi Omega, sponsored by State Senator Fran Miller. Now, let's talk with Jackie. Welcome to this episode of Kyo Living. Today, I am so excited to be chatting with Jackie Edmondson. Jackie was initiated at our Ada Lambda chapter at American University in Washington, D.C. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you, Paula. I have been wanting to do this with you for a long time but as you know um well I went I rebranded and then I had my broken leg incident which got in the way of a lot of my plans Mm -hmm. but um life is back to normal and I'm so glad that you could join me now so before we really dig in deep um will you tell us a little bit about yourself sure um so Obviously, Jackie Edmondson, my um, actual formal name is Jacqueline. So if I'm in trouble, that's what you'd hear from my <laughs> Okay. Um, originally from Philadelphia, uh, born and raised there. Um, all of my family is actually still up there. Um, but went to school in Washington, D.C. I wanted to really just experience something different. Um, and the one thing I remember from college was even if we were skipping class, which, you know, Kyle's going totally do very often, but if we did, we were going to a National History Museum or we were going to one of the Smithsonian. So it was sort of like we were still getting a good education. Right. Um, you were still putting scholarship before social obligations. Yes. yes. Um, so, I love it. Um, did that um, and then uh, got my degree um, actually early. Um, so I finished in three and a half years. I don't know why at the time I thought that was a great idea, but um, ended up then going um, and working in DC for a few years um, and then decided I wanted to get my master's in communication and went back to Philadelphia to a school called Drexel University um, so that I could have a different take on communications than what I was used to in the DC area. Um, did that and started um, my first government job with the General Services Administration. Um, and I was with them for over 10 years until I kind of bounced around and 
Now I'm the Vice President of Operations Facilities and IT for a digital uh, marketing agency that's located across the country. So interesting to kind of see that progression over the year. It's wow. not, not what I would have thought if you asked me in high school what I would be doing. So it's always really interesting to see that. Yeah. Um, and before we get into your Kayo experience, um, tell us a little bit about what you and your husband and your family we do in your free time, any interests other than Chi Omega and work that you guys have? Yeah, sure. So like I mentioned, my parents are still back up in Philadelphia, but we make it a point to see each other a few times a year, whether it's them coming down here to Atlanta or us going up to the Philadelphia area, or sometimes we'll even plan something fun as a getaway just to go and do a different experience together. Um, We've done the most random locations in Virginia that I couldn't even name to you just to get together and see what we could discover there. Um, so travel is a big thing for me. So obviously being in quarantine is a little bit tough. Yeah. Um, not being able to get around. Um, but both my husband and I are both wine buffs, um, champagne buffs. So frequent um, trips to Napa when we can. And we recently just, um, we're like 90% completed building out a wine cellar in our basement. Our oh, how cool. So that's been really fun. Um, I'm quite handy with my kind of construction operations background. So the two of us um, took that on with a little bit of help. And um, yeah, so that's been really cool, kind of stocking that up and just saving some special things and having a place to do our own tastings and invite people over to kind of share in something that we love. That is so fun. I love that. Um, okay, so now I'm interested in your Greek background. Mm -hmm. Are you a legacy? Did, um, did you know about fraternities and sororities going off to college? Tell us about that. Yeah, so not a legacy. Um, my family is actually from Poland. Um, my mom is like first generation American. Um, so it was actually just a big deal for her to, to graduate college. Um, my grandparents migrated here after World War II. So this was kind of the start for them. So nobody knew anything about fraternities or sororities. And so when I went down to college, um, I'm actually an only child. And so I always wanted a big brother or big sister. Um, and I kind of got introduced to Greek life and thought, well, this is kind of the connection that I've always been looking for, just in a different way. So um, got got into it, um, went through Rush. American University does Rush um, in the fall, so a little bit different. And I remember having to call my parents and kind of explain to them what, <laughs> what it was, um, sending them the Kaya website, which made them feel very comfortable about, <clears throat> excuse me, what we were kind of getting into. Um, and it really was that ability to really form some strong bonds with other ladies. Um, and what made American really interesting is we had such a high proportion of international students, along with just people from all over the country. So everybody was so different. There was such great diversity in our group. And that really spoke to me, um, you know, kind of hits that travel bug in a way where you get to experience all different places through your sisters. Uh, so that's that's how I got into Greek life. That is so cool. And um, tell us about life at Eta Lambda. What was that like? Do you have yeah. a chapter house? Did you live there? Tr yeah. Chapter traditions, that kind of thing. So Eta Lambda was pretty young um, when I started. I didn't really realize that until later on in life. Um, and I believe they just celebrated 
forget which anniversary I went to. I think it was like the 20th or the 25th anniversary that I went to um, not too long ago with my big. But Ada Lambda, um, as I mentioned, was very diverse. Um, girls from all over the country. So in my pledge class, I had sisters from Florida, Hawaii, um, up in the Northeast, some in the Midwest. Like you really got a really cool um, exposure to all different places across the United States. Um, very focused on scholarship, which was something that I was also focused on along with the philanthropy part. So that's really what spoke to me. Uh, the interesting thing about DC is they still have one of those old school rules um, about um, what um, what they kind of consider um, a house that has more than five women living in it. Uh -huh. um, so um, we did not have houses. Um, none of the fraternities or sororities had houses by the time that I got to campus. And a lot of that has to just do with the cost of property in DC as well. Right. So the school actually turned some of those um, original uh, Greek housing units into other um, buildings just for classes. Um, so we were basically in the dorms, but how we showed our spirit was we would cut out these huge, um, maybe four foot letters and we would hang them in our windows. So if you were in the quad or you were walking around you could see people's uh, letters from your walkway outside and kind of know who was represented in different areas which was always really fun to see. And even fun to see now when I go back, I can kind of look up and see like, oh, there's a Cayo um, or there's a Pike. I can tell right, who's right. there. So um, we lived together, but it was usually in the dorms or we do some off-campus housing. And um, that was really fun. Actually, when I got back from study abroad, I ended up living with another Cayo in my pledge class. And then two girls um, in the same year um, from 566. So it was really fun to kind of have that mixing of the sororities um, yeah. and sharing um, some of our traditions together. And, you know, really, if everything is working correctly, we're all sort of striving for the same things. And we right. have a lot of similarities. My best friend here in Atlanta pledged Trisig, and our experiences was just so similar, even though we were in different sororities, we went to different colleges. So mm -hmm. and that, you know, that Panhellenic bond really brings us together as well. Yeah. And that makes it easier when um, we're transferred to another part of the country, um, we start something new. So I, I'll talk about that in a minute. How about um, any committees during your chapter life? Were you on any committees? Of course. Um, of course. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think where I started, but I know I was always part of uh, the social aspect. So planning our um, Formals each year was always something that I did, or we used to do a hayride, which is really super fun. Um, I've been looking for a hayride since I moved to the South. It's just not really something that I guess we do have here right. in the South. Um, but that was a big thing up north and one of my favorite activities where we would, it was a dated event, of course, and you would bring your date with you and you get on this old school bus and you go out to um, an old farm and you do a hayride and there'd be a bonfire and s'mores and just a super fun fall um, activity that was really great. So planning that and getting fun t-shirts to go along with it. Um, so I started off doing some of the social stuff, ended up being um, GKA or secretary um, for our group. And I was given that when I got back from study abroad from Madrid. So I got an email when I was almost done um, 
over there and they said, hey, um, will you accept this? And I said, absolutely, of course. Um, and just building out the cardinal cabinets there and of course helping those sisters that were in those cabinets achieve different things and um, find fun new places to do different events and whether it was for the philanthropy or it was for our formals and some of the more social things. I remember my senior year, we did a casino night, which is something that we hadn't done before. And that was just so much fun. Just a really super cool formal. I would have loved to have you as my social chair at my <laughs> chapter because that is perfect for you. Yeah. And you know what? It's so funny that you talk about the hayride. We had one of those too. And I totally yeah. forgot about that. You brought that memory back for oh me. My gosh. They were so much fun. And you would come home and have hair, uh, hair, hay yeah. everywhere. Like you'd wake up and two days later, you'd still find hay and you didn't know where it came from. But, and I will say this, and I, um, her name is, is not coming right now. I can see her face right now. Um, but the social advisor for American University that I had when I was there is still there. So last time I went to convention, I went and I sat with um, the ADLMs or representatives and she turned to me and she knew exactly my name and remembered everything from the year that I was GKA. And it was just the funniest thing. And she hasn't aged. So whatever she's doing as the social advisor is working. <laughs> what she's doing please share it with me because I want to know so um what about after graduation did you um stay active locally in DC or did you focus on your career what was that like yeah I focused primarily on my career um, I still was in touch with most of the sisters that were still in DC but I think the interesting thing with that area is that it's so transient um Love DC, um, really great people, but so much of it is driven by what's going on politically that folks would come in and out um, pretty regularly. So it was hard to kind of keep to your core group. You know, a lot of a lot of the ladies went back to where they were from or went off and, and journeyed to make their way in their career. So I had a few friends that I was still with, uh, but wasn't really involved in the alumni association. There wasn't a huge one in DC at the time. I think that has since changed. Um, so I didn't really get back into um, Cayo until I moved down to Atlanta in 2011. Okay. And then um, did you reach out to the alumni um, association or did you receive something in the mail uh, inviting you? How did that work? So this is a fun story. So I was still very much in touch with my assistant pledge mom, um, Jocelyn Robinson, who's from Atlanta and was part of the Alumni Association. And before I even moved down, I would come and visit her. And at that time, I would meet a few of the other sisters like Susanna Morgan, who is now one of my closest friends. Um, and we met through Jocelyn because she was hanging out with some of the other Cayos down here. So when I moved down, I already had this group of Cayos that I kind of knew. So it was easy for me to kind of tag along and just go to a meeting with them. And then that's kind of just how it happened and started meeting new people. And um, I credit, you know, that relationship that I had from Ada Lambda and then that kind of bridging out a little bit to other sisters for getting me involved in Atlanta. That's awesome. So you've been here for almost 10 years now. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and then certainly um, your involvement in the Alumni Association has a whole arc to it. So tell us about that. Yeah. So when I uh, joined, I believe Jocelyn um, 
who had introduced me to some of the sisters was uh, VP of philanthropy. So heading up at the time, what was stew and brew, our chili cook-off fundraiser for Make-A-Wish. Um, and I just kind of started pitching in to help with that. And that led to um, a year later than asking me to take on that position. So started there, did that for a few years, um, probably two terms. Um, and then after that, um, was asked to be president and serve in that role. So started there. Um, that was really fun. Um, did a little bit of a reorg, tried to really listen to what sisters were saying and think about how could we kind of streamline our organization to make it easier for people to volunteer and get involved. Um, and also bridge the gap between the generations because one of the most um, fascinating things about our group, Paula, is that we have people that are like, right out of college, right? So I guess that makes you what, like 21 or 22? Right. All the way up to like in their 90s. So focusing on how we can bridge those relationships um, and make sure that everybody's um, included and feeling connected to each other, regardless of what age or what your experience was when you pledged Kaya, which I always thought was so fun to hear everybody's stories through the years. Um, and um, yeah, serve that term as president. Um, and then we only do two-year terms, so then it rotated out, um, and then I recently rotated back in, um, and I'm serving my final, well, I just finished the final year here um, in my second term. Um, so, yeah, just played a bunch of different roles. Um, I also did, let's see, VP of membership for a while, where I got all of our membership forms to the house, and then the following year said, hey, we've got to get digital, because this is way too many forms coming to someone. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's done a bunch of different things and it's allowed me to use some of the talents and things that I like to do, especially event planning that I used to do in my career that I just don't do anymore um, and use it for a good cause. So it allows me to really be creative and do some stuff that really energizes me. You know, um, your efforts and your leadership and the evolution that you brought to the Atlanta Association, I think, is really going to stay. And I think that you've made a huge impact on the organization and um, you you have created a legacy here. So oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you so much for everything that you've done. And something that I think is really cool about the Atlanta Area Association is that it is the third alumni association of Chi Omega. So we are really steep in history. I think it was founded mm -hmm. in 1904. Yeah. And, um, you know, to continue to, to grow that, um, you've just made a, a huge impact on okay. us here. And, and we I think that ahead. history is so cool because I want to say it was about three years ago that um, we went down um, to the Capitol. And I don't know if you, if you remember that poem, we went down and they gave us um, a notice, like a thank you for all of the work that we've done in in Atlanta, and we were formally recognized in Congress. I went down there, Kristen Oliver, um, Susan Dedine, um, and Taliomi, and received that, um, which was just such a cool honor to see even um, the city of Atlanta, the state of Georgia, to recognize all the work that we've done as an associate for so many years. Um, just super cool to get the declaration and to know that that's happened. I am so glad that you brought that up. I have chills as you are telling me about it. I would have loved to have been a part of that. Now, um, was that with Governor Kemp or was that um, our previous no, governor? That was with 
um, oh my goodness, I can see him in my head. Um, it was a state senator who actually put okay. it forward, um, and um, recognized us. And we have to give Tally the credit for that. Um, she really took the helm there. And I helped with a little bit of the writing to kind of get that pushed forward. Um, I'll have to send you the, the picture and so forth from that. But it was just really cool. That is really something for us to continue to celebrate. And I know that your efforts had a lot to do with that. So, um, you know, when I joined, I was not a legacy either. My family had no Greek background. And when I joined, I thought that this was a college thing that I was involved right. with. I had no idea that um, 30 years later, maybe 30 plus years, I'd still be, um, you, you know, Kymeg is still so important to me, a huge right. part of my life. That's one of the reasons why I rebranded to Kayo Living. Um, a lot of people don't know about that or, um, or are not involved. What would you say to somebody who is not involved, who was in Kymeg in college, but yeah. um, not involved now? Yeah, I think um, this is such a great point. And I'll honestly say um, that I think I've gotten even more out of being a Kayo um, in my alumni years than I, I did in my collegiate years. Um, granted, I got so much out of those and it was so much fun and so many great memories and it kind of kicked off this kind of path. But as an adult, um, it really is um, a sisterhood that's supporting you on a whole different level than what was going on in those collegiate years. So if you're uh, looking for someone to help you with your resume, um, there's somebody for that. If you're looking for someone to just have fun with, there's someone for that. But I think most importantly for me, um, when I've gone through different things with life and had to overcome some, some hardships, it was the sisters that were there to really support me, no questions asked, um, and just jumped right in. Um, I remember um, having to move out of my house during a difficult time and it was 12 sisters who were there packing my stuff. I barely lifted a finger. Everything was incredibly organized and it just made life so much easier. And I couldn't be more grateful um, for that support, um, for the positivity that came with that and just knowing that they were there to have my back. And I think is um, if you're not involved, I think understanding that we all go through things and knowing that your sisters are there to support you through these different challenges in life that we all face, whether it's a challenge or success, um, that's really quite meaningful. Um, and knowing that you always can have that connection and that support regardless of where you are in life. That is so true. Um, and a lesson that I learned in, in personal times mm -hmm. of um, challenge over the last couple decades. It was definitely mm -hmm. my sisters that were there for me. Um, tell us about what you see as next for you in Chi Omega. What would you like to do now that, I mean, you've, you've covered a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think I would love to do something on the national level. I think tying together my um, Chi-O experience with alumni and in Atlanta, to my business experience and what I do in my career and bringing that, those, those pieces together to really help grow the organization um, and inspire women and inspire young women. Um, if you think about me and my career path, it's somewhat interesting that I'm over IT and 
basically facilities in like a construction area, which is not a place that you find a lot of women. You find yeah. more now um, than you did before, but that is still ch- still changing. Um, and being able to um, showcase that at a broader level to just let women know and, and girls in college know, hey, like you can do this, um, I think is, is a passion of mine and supporting them. Um, and I think the other part that I really tie to Chi Omega is my values-based leadership that comes out personally and professionally. And a lot of those values I learned through Kyo, um, making those clear. And one of the things that I do now is mentor and coach and give speeches on values-based leadership. And so being able to do something like that and really help impact women as they're growing up um, and, and give them that kind of push in that value-based way, I think is really important and gives you that really strong foundation to make difficult decisions um, when you're in the business world or in, the, in your personal life. Mm-hmm. So um, we still have a lot to gain from Jackie as the sister. Um, Okay, so I don't want to put you on the spot here, but do you have a favorite line from our symphony? Oh, to be womanly always, discouraged never. Absolutely. That's one of my favorites as well. So um, before we wrap things up, can you tell us how listeners can get involved with an alumni association? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways. Um, Most of the alumni associations are on Facebook now. So simply Googling your area, um, you should see it come up. You can also reach out to nationals um, through their alumni group, um, the alumni contacts. Um, Kay is there, she's fantastic. She can help point you in the right direction. And they'll connect you with the right leadership there. Um, Don't be afraid to send a few emails or make a few calls. Uh, Sisters are always happy to hear from other sisters. And although it can seem a little scary sometimes to reach out to people that you don't know, um, you do kind of know them already. So that's exactly right. (laughs) There's an immediate connection. And um, how can a listener connect with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm also on LinkedIn. So um, feel free to look my name up and send me a note. Um, and happy to talk to anyone, whether it's about Chi Omega, um, my path, uh, my career, um, or provide support as a coach or mentor or friend. Oh, thank you so much. And Jackie, thank you so much for being a guest here on Kayo Living. May our sisterhood continue to bless you and may the rainbow of joy arch over your soul. Well, thanks, Paul. It's been an honor. And thank you, sisters, for listening in on Kayo Living. This is just a reminder that the podcast is not connected to the National Organization of Chi Omega in any way, and all of the thoughts and opinions are my own and that of the sisters that I am chatting with. Remember, sisters, that Chi Omega truly is for a lifetime. First, you were part of it. Then it became a part of you. Hashtag Chi Omega, hashtag biggest and the best, hashtag sisters on purpose. This is Paula Axford in the shades of evening looking forward to our reunion. Kai Kai till I die.